0: hi guys uh, i hope you guys are all doing well welcome back to small screen stories on a new day we're on fridays now i hope you guys are all well uh before we get going if you could give us a like and subscribe if you're watching that'd be wonderful uh, you can follow us everywhere on social media at small screen co and you can also follow me if you so wish at ej lauder on twitter and we've got so much to talk to you guys tonight about so one of the big things we've got is disney we're going to be talking a bit about disney what's going on inside of disney we're going to talk a bit a bit, a bit about the probably about the Warner Media merger with uh, with Discovery. We need to get these names right, and the potential takeover, Amazon's potential takeover of um, of MGM Studios. <laughs> I need to remember all these names, and then we've also got other stuff to talk to you about. We've got uh, uh, John Carter of Mars uh, or Marcy News as well. So there's a lot of stuff to go over tonight, and I hope you guys are all doing really, really well. I can see that we've got some people in the chat already, and as you. <laughs> We've got Sean Harrigan saying, hey, James. And he wants cocaine. Cocaine. -um. Cocaine. -um. And uh, we've got uh, a a Roberta Bobby Anderson. Hello to you, Roberta or Bobby. I'll call you. Uh, And she says, uh, hi, James. Did I do it right? I think you did. I think you did. I think you commented right. So hello. Welcome to the channel.
1: Hey, Bobby. (laughs) Yep. She commented and she made her own YouTube account just to watch us. Brilliant. I have her in the back. (laughs) It's really, really nice of you.
0: We've also got Reese in the chat and Jonathan. Sorry. First off, Jonathan Barr. Let's do Jonathan Barr first. Sorry. That's my fault. Uh, Saying hi, everyone. Hello, Jonathan. I hope you're doing well. Uh, We also then have Reese. So, hello there. Is he going to get a hello there? Might have to.
1: Hello there. Hmm.
0: I thought I'd have, I thought I'd have longer than that. We've got Kazakhs saying cocaineum. Everyone wants cocaineum. Uh, everyone wants <laughs> self <laughs> It always freaks me out a bit that clip. Just it's 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 really quite freaky. But yes, yeah, so we've got lots and lots of stuff to go over with you guys today, and uh, and I suppose the the very first place we should start off with, we've got Clint coming on in the on on the show in a bit. And actually, if you haven't seen Clint's reviews, uh, sorry, review of Jupiter Jupiter's uh, Legacy. And also the Bad Batch reviews that's over on this channel on small screen. Go and watch them now because they are absolutely brilliant. And we'd love to thank Clint very much for those. And uh, long may
1: they continue. Go go watch them after the stream, he means.
0: Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, go and and watch them, yes.
1: And then we got the Bad Batch uh, episode 4 review of Clint Baker coming up tonight. And his Army of the Dead review is coming up tonight, too.
0: Yes, and we will be talking about Army of the Dead on this, re- on this stream as well. So lots to get into. So shall we just bring Clint in? Should we bring Clint right? Does that
2: rhyme? Bring hey, Clint in. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> How are you doing, Clint? I'm doing fantastic, man. Fantastic. Wonderful. Been doing, doing more reviews today and uh, editing videos and reading and all kinds of fun stuff. But more than anything, I've been looking forward to hanging out with everybody. So here we are. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to hanging out with you too.
0: We're do- only doing these once a week now, so it's uh, it's yeah. kind of weird, isn't it? It's it it feels like we're it feels more special. I think that's that's what was that's what I wanted to say. And there, ha- people have already no- noticed I've made my name James Bond, and there is a reason why <laughs> I made my name James Bond, and that is because we're going to be talking about the potential uh, Amazon's potential buyouts of MGM Studios for nine billion dollars. So I've heard you. So that,
2: that, <laughs> that <laughs> is, is that true?
0: I've heard you've been doing some research into that, Clint. Is that true? I have,
2: man. I have been. I have been um, it looks uh, like this is going to happen, and it—it's uh, a direct response to uh, the Discovery Warner thing. You know, what I mean, like uh, I started paying attention and just looking at at what these different uh, streaming services have what they're requiring yeah. to fill in the gaps and it, uh, it it only makes sense when you look at it what uh, what Amazon already has and what they've added to the uh, to the thing it, it totally makes sense
0: and it makes sense because Amazon's been shopping around for a studio like this for for quite a while now so MGM has been a studio that's been up for sale for quite some time I think Apple were in were interested in buying them or at least interested in buying the James Bond franchise off them I know that was that was something they were looking at and then I can't remember how much money they are they they said that they could sell the Bond franchise to them for but it was a a laughable a laughable amount of money and uh yeah, this is hit.
2: this is supposed to be I think a nine million dollar uh deal that they're that they're trying to hammer out somebody else said that that they were only worth five billion only five billion mm. but uh yeah. but that, apparently it's supposed to be nine billion but uh I I was listening to uh, somebody I think it was Robert Meyer Burnett uh, that that was talking about it and he he said god you know just for uh James Bond and Stargate alone is worth that you know what I mean it's like they're, yeah. they're really good properties and like I have a mm. list it's like it, you know you got James Bond the Hobbit, uh, uh, Rocky and Creed, RoboCop, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Magnific- Magnificent Seven, Stargate, um, SG-1, Vikings, I love Vikings, uh, Fargo, yeah. <laughs> uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, <laughs> uh, Fargo, The Handmaiden's Tale, I mean, uh, and then unscripted stuff, you have The Voice, Survivor, Shark Tank, Real, uh, Real Housewives, The Hills, it's like, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a bunch of stuff, you know, and, and you have uh, some of these Bloodsport Say it again? Bloodsport a blood sport. Yeah, that, oh yeah, you sent that to me earlier like dude, just blood sport alone. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's a lot of good properties and they already, and Amazon already has some great shows. Um Yeah. And and a bunch of sub- subscribers, but when you look at at what everybody else is doing, um and and I'll let you you talk more about what's going on. I mean, I didn't mean to rant this early in the show, uh but uh okay. <laughs> Yeah, um I mean, like you can look directly at what Disney has going on and and what uh, Discovery Warner uh, is what I'm calling them right now uh, uh, has going on. And you could hmm. see just direct competitors and and uh, and why they would say, hey, this is good. We've got this news here. We've got this wildlife thing here. You know, and it's it, it really makes sense.
0: Yeah. Bravo, bravo Clint. Yeah, it it no, it really does make sense. So the reason why it makes sense and and James, if you can just make sure my levels are okay cuz I'm I'm spiking in my ears. Maybe it's my new headphones. I'm not pointing up an ear. Um You're good. But, <laughs> I'm good. All right. Uh, no, but what I was going to say is that MGM uh, they have all these uh, so the Hobbit is massive, but interestingly enough like didn't amazon already have the rights to the lord of the rings stuff because they're doing the lord of the rings show so i was a bit like when i when i saw that i was a bit like mm, what happened there were they working in tandem with mgm probably i don't really know and then know there's the beach, uh, yeah and then there's the handmade tale uh, which is on hulu which is technically owned by disney and then i was like oh it's actually an mgm show so it's it's already it's all quite confusing yeah, uh, it seems as though all of this is just going to go over to Amazon. So that means that Amazon Prime will have even more stuff. So they'll have all of MGM's back catalog. So that's literally years of content. Like, M- yeah, it's like
2: 4,000 yeah. films. It's, a, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're one of the oldest Hollywood movie studios, mm-hmm. MGM. I, I believe they're probably the oldest, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I, it re- this is really for Bond. Like this, they did, they're doing this for Bond. It's nine billion for Bond, and nine billion for Bond really isn't that much. They'll be able to make that up pretty quickly, really, if they do it cleverly. And if, well, first off, they're going to start with basically a clean slate because we know that this next Bond film is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie. So they're going to get to, I suppose, have a say in the casting of the next James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna be me, by the way, even though the name <laughs> says it is. Um, but they also and that, that that means that they can kind of start from scratch with this with this franchise, which is really interesting. They can even go into like do spin-off series or spin-off movies with it uh they can do a young young james bond uh series which would be really fun there was a, a video game and i think a series an animated series as well so there's a lot of stuff they can do with that franchise alone and then you also have stargate which yep. could be, could be huge like that literally mgm's been doing nothing with that franchise
1: i disagree you it's disagree all, it's all about the blood sport baby it's all about the tvb <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know. Yeah, that's why they're spending $9 billion. That and uh, Robocop 3.
2: Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, I was. (laughs) Yeah. I was uh, uh, I was gonna say the same thing and I was thinking about it I was like if you look at what they're doing with the Tom Clancy stuff and you know mm. they get, they're Making one-off movies uh, they're changing Characters around it's not all about Jack Ryan you know what I mean but even then they have A Jack Ryan series it's like they could put out uh, 007 movies they could Make a 006 series you know What I mean yeah. that's the spinoff yeah. and it's just It's different um, and So a Q series they could do anything They want with it with it and it's a huge world And it's fun to watch like those movies are fun and they have plenty of money to make those movies so um yeah so yeah so it's a gold mine Let,
0: let's have a look at what people are saying in the comments because i'm seeing some quite interesting comments uh about this so uh you can say reese says i trust amazon with james bond that i mean i actually trust amazon with james bond more than i mgm because mgm have been kind of uh, sony pictures were making some of the films at one point they were distributing them at, at one point and because MGM basically went bust. I mean, remember that? Remember that when it looked like the Hobbit movies weren't going to happen because MGM <laughs> went bust? Um, but uh, And who else do we have? We have um, Leroy King in the house. Uh, he's talking about uh, Army of the Dead. And he says, hello, guys. Great live. And um, one of the... Uh, well, re 75 says, hopefully Amazon gives us a young James Bond series. That's something that a lot of people seem to want. And it, I think it was a video game and uh, a TV, like an animated TV series. Dying Tom Holland. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they would make billions and billions of dollars.
0: Tom Tom Holland's just going to be young forever, isn't he? Uh he's he's never going to grow old.
2: It would be uh what what's that other show that's like a that's like the 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 King's what is it that's like the young The, the King'sman Kingsman there it is yeah, yeah it be kingsman, it would be yeah. like that the the kingsman people would get get yeah. a migraine headache and a nosebleed and just pass out if they started doing young uh, young 007 <laughs> uh, Leroy
0: Kong says I say Edward as the next James Bond that's very kind but that won't happen <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately uh, Sean Harrigan says Bond spin-offs need to happen yeah they do I think they do I think that's a really good idea and then reese 75 says they could do a bloodsport version of Creed <sighs> i i i like this next comment that miguel says miguel lemos says they could do a live action series with the mgm lion <laughs> i definitely watch that we're going to talk a bit about it's a tiger but we will yeah. talk a bit about uh some stuff in a bit
1: are they um they're gonna show how he's tied down behind the the board <laughs> cut out of the mgm you ever see, ever see that picture
2: no um, no
1: he's tight it's oh look it up it's horrible he's
2: like chained up that's terrible
0: <laughs> and uh a kazakh says it might be the perfect moment for cavill to swoop in as bond now uh, i have on good good authority that that's not going to happen and um uh, one of the reasons is is because cavill's just signed on to be uh to be in the highlander reboot and mm-hmm. it looks it looks like they're going to be that's going to be quite a big thing okay what yeah ha- Ka- cavill's just signed on to be in a in a highlander reboot <laughs> who's um who's spearheading this uh oh, I, I have to look it up. It was uh in the Mario Hollywood Van poster. Peoples.
2: Is it Mario Van Peoples? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, let God. me just check it out. Henry Cavill, uh, Highlander. If anyone in the comments can say, can I because <laughs> this is me just this is kind of dead air. It's like Edward Lauder looks stuff on That's Google. Fine. Uh, it's Chad. It's Chad's, Chad. I can't say his last name. It's the guy that did John Wick. Oh, okay. Uh, face Ch- store. Stahelski. I can never say his name. <clears throat> Uh, I think we John... are <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> doing a
1: Highlander reboot with Henry Cavill.
0: This is this is live reaction
1: to breaking news. We're doing a Highlander reboot with Henry Cavill, and the guy from John Wick is spearheading it. Joe, no, yes, yeah. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> Let's hope we get some Duncan MacLeod, uh cameos in that for sure.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I think it's very good casting to be honest. If they're going to have Henry yeah. Cavill in in, in the leads, so that's the very good. The thing I can't remember the name of the original actor that played that was in the original um, uh, you're movie. talking about um I'm not talking about Christopher Lambert. yeah he was kind of in that Lambert. and then yeah. Christopher he, Lambert yeah he was in that and then not much
1: else
2: he <laughs> was in Mortal combat yeah <laughs> poor guy
1: he was in um he's <laughs> awesome Angels too
0: yeah he he was really good in Highlander like that was a really that was such a good movie it's such an underrated film we but yeah help. they do it
1: we need Adrian Paul back as Duncan McLeod. That's what we need. M-
0: who knows? Yeah. Maybe
1: it might happen. I'm but Henry Cavill's doing that. Right now. And, I'm gonna uh, leave before I go on a CSI rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, so it's Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, and Clancy Brown were the were in the original film. And um I think that yeah, I can't say his name. So the John Wick director is the one that is helming it and Kerry Williamson has penned the script. So it's coming from Lionsgate. So it looks like they're planning on this they want this to be a big franchise so henry cavill's basically tied down for quite some time now i suppose with this film and the witcher and but, i mean that yeah there's also rumors that he might return in a future mission impossible film
2: wasn't there so, uh, some rumors too that he was involved in some video game thing he tweeted out some yes, photo yeah yeah that, was it mass so, effect was it mass, mass effect, effect. I, yeah,
0: yeah yeah so he's been circling that project for quite some time Uh, whether we were told it was that it was basically going to happen but I mean who knows now like really who knows like it seems as though he's he's massively into his video games and I think he really wants to do that where I mean it's a project that's been like kind of pitched for quite some time the Mass Effect movie or video or TV series like we'll have to wait and see I think I think if it's going to be anything it'll be a film and
2: savior
1: of the universe all right you have to you have to forgive these guys uh yeah so he was in four highlander movies there's actually i believe six highlander movies I remember there is about um, four to five seasons of the tv show with adrian paul and christopher lambert i'm not going to rant here don't worry christopher lambert uh, was in the first episode of Highlander series. And that actually takes place in half in France and half in, in the States. But it's actually Canada because it's a co-production. <laughs> Is he gone now? <laughs> he,
2: did, he stops did you, himself. Did you say there were six movies?
0: I didn't know there were six. There was about a six,
1: yeah. There, but was there, can, four, only be, there can be there only, can only one. one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> so there we go that's that's some breaking news Get out so uh henry cavill is in the highlander movie and it's going to be directed by the john wick guy that i can never pronounce his name and uh miguel Lemos says i remember a member of a highlander tv series in the 90s i can't remember if it was good but it had queen as the opening
1: of every episode pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool that it was it is a good series i'm still on season four though i have to get more i'm still
0: i'm still going through burn notice man oh wow you and the burn
1: notice Notice. was i that enough
2: where i just There's, started watch, watching uh, the uh what is it mayor of uh of mayor of east town of yeah yeah it's really good i'm I'm, yeah. I'm probably on episode four now and uh i had to i didn't want to but i had to stop so i could work on some video stuff and i was like yeah. i don't want to work on video stuff i want to watch this show she uh, um, kate winslet is is fantastic she's a, really impressive
0: <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's an executive producer on it as well. She's brilliant. She gets the accent. She's yeah. perfect. Oh.
2: And I've toured, I've toured in those areas a lot and, and playing music and just meeting people. Yeah. And I was really impressed just because I know her from other movies. I was like, wow, she's really, really good, really talented. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, everyone knows that's, that. But
0: well, that's a series that if you guys aren't watching anything at the moment, there's a lot of stuff to watch. But Mayor of Easttown is on HBO and it's brilliant. Uh, another thing I've been watching is Shadow and Bone and uh, uh we will james and i will go into more detail on why i've been watching shadow and bone in a future video which is very exciting stuff yeah I'm watching uh, but... it carefully here <laughs> um yeah and um, one thing i tried to watch was jupiter's legacy i keep on wanting to say jupiter ascending which I is keep wanting awful to say Ju-
2: jupiter's landing which is probably <laughs> a seafood restaurant or something
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just gave up on that show. Honestly, just for the hair and makeup alone, I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> Sorry, but I, just, I can't. <laughs> <walk>. <laughs> but um, one thing, okay. What I what I want to do before I go into we go into real reviews of things, I want to talk a little bit about an article that was posted uh, on Small Screen that I wrote, uh, and that was uh, about Disney and there being trouble inside of Disney. And this, um, this is, I mean, we. The the article the headline is trouble at Disney Kevin Feige versus Bob Chapek so Bob Chapek is the new CEO of Disney he was the head of the Disneyland parks before he's been at Disney for 27 years so he's taken over from Bob Iger and uh, Bob Iger still still there he's still in a kind of advisory capacity until December 31st of this year but what we were told by um, by our sources is that um, there are real Real big issues between Bob Iger and Bob Chapek, and actually many of the creatives at Disney and the people that head up uh, companies like Marvel Studios, so Kevin Feige, Pixar, and all the other com- like all the other creative kind of production houses they have inside of Disney. The reason is. Is because what's happening is that Bob Chapek is putting a lot of people in charge that were basically in charge of marketing. So they're finance people, really, is what they are. They come from a finance background. They've never made a movie in their in their lives, and they are now being put in charge of all these all these uh, very big and successful franchises. so what's happening is it looks like because Bob Iger was very much put the filmmakers first put the creators first get every all kind of red tape out of the way for creatives one of the biggest things he did he did two very important things at, at Disney that was one of them uh, so three it was put the creators first he also brought in uh, Alan Horn to oversee a lot of a lot of movies that are being made so Alan Horn is a very famous producer in Hollywood and he's Overseen so many films and been producer uh, produced on many many movies. Uh, very very, he got him out of retirement, came back to Marvel uh, to Disney, and the other thing he did was uh, fire Ike Perlmutter. So he got rid of Ike Perlmutter. If you don't know who Ike Perlmutter is, he used to be in charge at Marvel. Uh, he was the president before Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios. So and then he put and then Bob Iger put uh, Kevin Feige in charge of Marvel Studios, and now we have the MCU, which is the big. Powerhouse it is today. So, yeah. What's going on now is that Bob Chapek is actually putting the red tape back. So he's getting finance people. In, in positions of power, again, it's already it's happening across the board at Disney. It's happening in the UK. It's happening in the, in the United States. They're putting all sorts of new executives in positions of power that Chapek has been putting there himself. And what we were told that it's, it's Merch and Park's first content seconds. That's a direct quote. And then uh, another direct quote from the source said, the finance, finance guys are running the show. Chapek is doing a lot of restructuring here. They go on to say that this has been noticed by the likes of Kevin Feige and the people at Pixar, and they don't like it. Uh, so, what do you make of this,
2: uh, <laughs> Clint? Uh, it gives me a nosebleed. I'm serious. I'm like, ugh, it hurts my brain to to think of uh, this guy coming in here. you've got you've got Kevin Feige's been uh, leading the charge and bringing wins for 13 years and now you have a change of leadership and the old guy the old guy brought in alan horn because alan horn knew how to make movies and he trusted yes. him and as a as a creative movie making guy and put him in there uh to oversee stuff they got rid of ike, ike perlmutter because because he was a uh it was an unnecessary layer between between feige and uh, bob Iger, and yeah. they got rid of that because it's red tape the red tape causes problems one guy that's worried about his bonus between art and and uh, and the the end result is going to make extra decisions that don't need to be there it's a period and so so just to know that that you have uh, bob jpeg now is starting to put all these people that are marketing people uh in place and it's and it's it's giving problems to uh, to Kevin Feige and to Pixar and all these people is super irritating to me, being yeah. from my background with Columbia Records and, and what I've done as far as a music creator and dealing with Pe- people like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to be a hit. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're a bean counter. You know what I mean? You're, who, who are you? Like, uh, what have you written? Like, oh, well, I'm a marketing guy. Like, yeah, you're a marketing guy. Go market something, you know, yeah. and, and that's what's going on now. Now they're putting, because he's from the, the, the parks department that's, that's trying to figure out how to sell roller coaster rides and how to sell mm. t-shirts at the parks. This guy now is in charge and bean counters, marketing people, do not worry about good content. It's, it's like the old, uh, the old saying, if we build it, they will come. If you create good art and you have the money to market it, you can sell a lot of art, you know? Yeah. And, and some people might not call certain, certain, uh, dumb movies art, you know, like, like, uh, uh you know, you might not call a fast and the furious movie art, but to somebody that's art, they put their heart and soul into it and wrote it, you know? And, and so, uh, it, it really irritates me. And it's something I thought about earlier when I knew you were going to talk about this. I re- wrote it down because I just had the thought. I was in the shower and I said, man, you know, creat- creatives make likable art or content is what mm. I wrote down. Content mm. is a very sterile. Uh, yeah, it is. Somebody yeah. who's written, written a movie or written a song, you call it content. It's kind of almost rude, but I'm just generalizing. So creatives make likable content. Marketing people trick people into buying anything. That's yeah. what marketing people do. So y- yeah. Of people that don't care about what the movie's about or who's in it or how good it is, they're more wondering what the movie poster is going to look like. What should we call this? Uh, BVS? Hmm. I don't know if I like that. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's all about it's all about how we can trick people into going into the theater, and then we'll deal with whether it was good or bad later. You mm. know what I mean? And th- and that's yeah. the that's what you don't need. And Bob Iger was all about making quality. And I used to joke about that. I have friends that that uh, th- that I joke with, and I go, dude what's the problem just just make a good song make quality and you're gonna be <laughs> yeah. succeed what's the problem it, but but that's real man create, know. create quality and then people will buy it because yeah and and i and i heard somebody talking about it um uh, but anyway they, they just said pretty much marketing people you could fire these guys and and they'll replace them with more uh, marketing people but a I filmmaker think, yeah. a filmmaker, and, and, a, and, a, and a movie writer and an actor, you can't replace that with a, with a guy with an with a Ivy League education, uh, you know, who is yeah. good with math. So anyway, go ahead, rant.
0: I, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> uh, what I will say is, I think I know who you were talking about. I think that was Robert Meyer Burnett that, that that said that about the uh, Ivy League people coming it in. Was, uh, it was, it yeah. was him. I listen to him yeah. a lot. I, yeah. I'm a big he, fan he of his. Was, He's great. Yeah, that that, that was an an epic rant from both you and him. <laughs> uh, so well done. And uh, Prince Zodiac says, "What the the merch comes uh, from the content, as does the themes of the park rides. Idiots can Iger change his mind?" Well, unfortunately, no. Iger's going to be gone after December. Uh, he's retiring, and he's given, he's given over control to Bob Chapek. Now, the thing is, is that Bob Chapek's been there for 27 years, and ha- actually what I've been told is that everyone kind of really likes the guy. And the reason he's doing this is because this is how he runs business, and it's how he's been doing it for many, many years. And it was probably a mistake to put him in charge. Uh, and Jonathan's saying, can Feige get around Chapek? Uh, that's an interesting question. You would have thought that the the president of Pixar Studios, who I'm forgetting his name now, could have gone around Chapek and said, no, you're not releasing our movies on Disney+. Plus. Like, we want these films to come. You wait. We want these films to come out in cinemas. And actually, I was told that um, that the people at Pixar were incredibly pissed off about that about the fact that their films were released on disney plus and you didn't have to pay for them you just had to go and go on there and watch them like they're going to do the same with Luca as well uh, they did it with soul so yeah people are not happy at disney uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of there's a lot of friction going on and uh, it's like it's a shame because it's been a company like bob Iger has uh, the reason Disney is where they are today is because of Bob Iger. Bob, Bob Iger was the one that oversaw the uh, acquisition of Lucasfilm, of Pixar, uh, of like <laughs> of anything of Marvel, of, of anything that is now uh, worth any sort of money. It's down to Bob Iger, and Bob Iger was the one with the vision to say. What we need to do now is to make sure we make the best movies and TV shows that I mean, you know, I know Clint, you don't like that word, but the best content. No, yeah, you are completely right. Uh, the, the best content that we can possibly make, and they are now for me, the for our m- audiences, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, uh, and
1: I flashed that comment, it wasn't to get you, hey, read it. I just flashed yeah. the comment because I was he, he yeah.
0: But it's an interesting question, uh, but I, I would I would say that Ke- Kevin Feige could possibly get around Chapek. It's gonna, but this is the thing that's going on that at the moment there's this there's this kind of battle between the two, and it's like why is that? Because Chapek is trying to put Bean Counters in charge of this fire of this fi- of this uh, franchise. Feige actually a really good marketing guy as well. That's that's the thing. He's a very good combination of both, and uh, with yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, we're I, I without don't. him, there'd be no uh, no no theme park rides. There'd be no Guardians of the Galaxy uh, rides at Disney. You know, so they need him more than they need Chapek.
2: I, I don't have a business degree or anything, but would would he have to to go around them? Would he have to go to like the shareholders? I mean, or the the board of directors? Like, huh? I mean, he's if if uh, if Chapek's the top guy, hmm. it seems. Yeah, like that's, you know, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like being being uh, mad at Kathleen Kennedy and going around her to Disney you know what i mean mm. it's like he's the top of the pyramid i mean it, yeah. with, so uh, it's i don't know how you would go around him um man if if he really ticks him off maybe he'll go over and start making a uh, uh <laughs> dc films <laughs> that's what i was going to say yeah <laughs> uh,
0: re, re 75 says did uh, did new bob have anything to do with the pirates of the caribbean since it started as a disneyland front a uh, disneyland run i don't know that's the other. Uh, he probably did he's been there for so long so he probably did have something to do with it but I think both of them both Bobs kind of are Disney men through and through they kind of did their whole careers at Disney like Bob Iger started at the bottom and worked his way up at Disney I think Bob Chapek did the same so maybe he was there or thereabouts with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride but it's 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 really worrying. That's that's all I have to say about it. At the end of the day, it is worrying because it's basically what's happened over at Warner Brothers, and now we see what's happening with Warner
2: Brothers. <laughs> yeah, some some of these things, <laughs> some of these things. I was I was thinking about it. Like, um, everyone's mad that they released all the uh, uh, what are the date uh, yeah, day to date releases yeah. uh, of uh, of these films. And uh, <clears throat> and then releasing straight to streaming.
1: Um, sorry, right. sorry, Clint. You're being you. you Regis, Regis says you get a round of applause.
2: Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> um, no, but uh, what I was going to say it's it. I was trying to imagine what it would be like because because over in the WB thing, everybody is uh, like the. Uh, basically the guy who's got beat up the most is, uh, is a uh, 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 Keylar. Kilo, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and it really is interesting to me. It's like when you're in a pandemic, you ha- and you're a business guy and you're thinking, okay, do I not release anything forever? Do I just hmm. wait? And I have no way of knowing if it's going to get better. And my gut tells me it's going to just stay like this for a long time. And these things are rotting on the vine Ah, I I could sit around here like these other guys or I could take a risk and try and do something. And I'm going to just and I know all about subscriptions and and I'm going to just try and get some surefire stuff. Maybe I could turn this negative into a positive and just put them out and get more subs on on these channel on the channel, you know, and and I was thinking about that and he tried it and now things are starting to get better. I know we're still cl- closed down in certain areas, mm-hmm. but like a lot of theaters are opening up. So now it's looked at if, as a fail. Like dude, yeah. there's there's tons of money being lost in the theaters now that everything's opening back up. But if but if it didn't open back up and it worked, he would have been a hero. So it's just kind of like you got to take you got as a as a business person um pissing off all your content creators uh all your directors who are mad because they're not going to make as much money uh is, you know it's it's like a, it's a weird it's a weird line to walk it's like do i and they rolled the dice and went for it and lost you know what i mean that guy yeah. lost and he looks and you know now that there's a they got new new people coming in Um, they got to blame it on somebody. So they're going to pick that. It's just what the media and everybody else does. So they're going to blame it on him and, and push him out the door with his, with his golden parachute. But it's interesting too, even with the, with the, with the Pixar stuff, it's like, man, we got to just, we're, we're fighting this streaming war. Uh, we've got we've got some good stuff going on, but there's a little gap between this and this. We'll just put some uh, Pixar stuff out there, uh, yeah. be- you know, between Mandalorian and Wandavision, and 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 maybe get some more subscribers. So I don't I don't know. Cole it, Sanchez, or you'll we'll get a knuckle supper. It's <laughs> it's just it's easy for us to say, you know, what you would do. One thing I know is just just don't compromise the the the, the art, and and we'll have some good stuff. How you put it out, you're gonna you're gonna piss off somebody i guess yeah
0: but i, I suppose the thing is it's, it's more the fact that it, it makes i mean imagine if you're at pixar and they, they do that to your movie it makes it makes them feel lesser it of makes course. people at pixar feel like they don't matter to disney which like it really made it look that way but the thing is that lots of people watch soul like soul as far as Disney plus is concerned, the release of soul was a massive success. Like it was, it was huge on Disney plus. And now Disney plus is over a hundred million subscribers. Like Netflix is just over 200. and Netflix has been going on for many, many more years than Disney. So it's it, like in that, in that sense, like that, they are making uh, strategic moves that really they they make sense strategically. But then you've got to be very careful with how you treat your content creators, that your filmmakers, your TV, you know, the, the people that make this 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 content for you. I know I'm saying this word a lot, um, yeah. But <laughs> the, the, you know, the, this this art uh, for you. Uh, if you piss them off and they go away, you know which could happen you know i mean Pixar's yeah. lose P- people will leave pixar quite a lot you know <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons and um oh, well, over the years uh, uh, it, you know it, it, it's it's a dangerous road to, to 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 go down and i think bob chapek is is starting life at disney very dangerously now this is a transition So transitional periods are always difficult. And this stuff like this going on now, uh, we won't really see uh, the ramifications of that this year or probably not even next year. Uh, But if it continues this way, it could get quite bad, like further down the line. Like it could potentially, now this is worst case scenario, uh, it could end up with Kevin Feige saying, you know what, I'm leaving and i'm going to i'm going to go off and and do my own thing now i don't think he'd do that because he's a marvel guy through and through and he wants to work on star wars stuff and you know that's you know that's really his his bread and butter that's what he loves but you know there might come a time where he might say i can't work like this uh, yeah. before i had all it's like fuck it you know Exactly. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> I and, mean, look um, at, look
2: at his, what he's created, though. It's like, how can you even get in that guy's way? It's like, dude, just get out of the way. Let him let him succeed. That's all you need to do. Mm. It's like telling Michael Jordan how to play basketball. You know, oh, we got a new coach. <laughs> we're going to, you know, or LeBron James or anybody. It's like, hey, this is what you do. Like, dude, do you even play basketball? It's yeah. you know... I guess a coach I coach plays I, basketball. But I maybe. mean,
0: I always wondered about that. Like, one of the big things I wondered about was when, I used to say, well, who the hell is coaching Roger Federer how to play tennis? Who, who, who is the guy that's on the court with Roger being like, yeah, I think you should hit the ball like that way or that way more? And Roger Federer's like, dude, I'm like the best tennis player in the world. What are you going to tell me that I don't know? Like, seriously, I've always wondered about that. And then it's, but what, it, what this is, is basically some guy that's coming in to coach uh, uh, a basketball team that his previous job before was an accountant. And he's like, I think the best way to win this game is if you do this, this, and this. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: <laughs> like, who's Have
0: this you guy ever played again? it? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what, is... <laughs> what what we need to do is if you want to have uh, hope, Alfred, hope. You need to uh, you need to uh hope Faith, and...
1: Alfred, Faith. Oh, yes. that's
2: what I was thinking. Yeah. Faith. That's what I almost said. You need to have and I corrected myself, but you need to have faith in um, in Biger. The only thing that's troubling is the reports that uh, that that they're starting to butt heads a little bit. But we Mm. need to we need to hope that whatever he saw in this guy is in there and that it's not controlled by ego, because uh, because when, you know, even even at your job whoever's listening, your job, you get a new manager in there. Sometimes he changes things and he starts flexing just to just establish dominance and prove yeah. that he's in charge. I don't care what they were doing. This is my way. <clears throat> and uh, this might just be the way this guy is comfortable working, his understanding of of people below him who do certain things. And uh, and let's just hope that he learns while he's doing this and says, you know what, this is irritating these people. This isn't working. I'm here to win Also, I'm not just a uh, macho uh, ego guy that's, you know, let's hope that's the case. And he's less worried about his ego, more worried about winning, because if that's the case, um, then he'll see when there's troubles. He'll see he's upsetting certain people. He'll see that there's conflicts. And to save those relationships, he'll do something about it. And that's what that's what I'm hoping.
0: I mean, I, ho- I really hope you're right. And hopefully he is that sort of person. Um, at the moment, it's looking a bit worrying. Um, but, you know, it's still early days. Maybe they can, it's just, maybe they can change their, you know, he can course correct. Maybe, especially if Ke- if Kevin Feige uh, gets involved and says, no, look, you can't do this. You got to change. Because if Kevin Feige says something, you listen to him. You know, yeah. he's, he's 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 brought you millions and billions of dollars even um <laughs> you know he's someone that you, you definitely listen to should we should we go into the comments james so if you want to bring up some comments uh miguel Lemos says for this for this executives uh, you're only as good as your last movie if feige has two or three stinkers in a row he's out
1: uh i came in because i disagree mm. i disagree
0: well if it's two or three well,
2: no. that's Just quite a, a lot We'll, Define we'll a stinker. This, Define yeah. a stinker. Is is Ant Man selling yeah. what, like five or six uh, hundred million? Is that a stinker because it didn't make a billion, or or is a billion or two billion the uh, the what's the new the new litmus?
1: And then I you mean, have, have look, to take into account his track record too, right? Yeah, like he's yeah. ten years of solid films and bringing in billions and billions of dollars for Disney. Well, that's um, what
2: that's what bean counters don't do. That's uh, that's they they yeah, uh, but the
1: shareholders do, and and the higher ups do too. Right. I mean, look mm-hmm. how long, like, I don't want to go back to like compare DC or whatever, but look how long Hamada's been there uh, right now. And he came in from the small independent films. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Feige has a lot of, um, as the kids say, clout um, yeah. and uh, that he can use to his advantage if he does get two or three stinkers. But a stinker would have to be like abysmal bomb office, uh, abysmal bomb at the box office. Like, we're talking. Uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, and it only brings in four hundred fifty thousand, like Justice League. Justice League did in twenty seventeen, mm. right? So, like John Carter of Mars,
0: type, yeah. Type that's uh, another. Yeah.
1: But even um, yeah. uh, Stanton is still working. He went back to Pixar, and he's still making feature yeah, films. Yeah, you know, that was his yeah. crack at live action.
0: And you know what, John Carter isn't a bad movie. <laughs> I'm going to say that over and over again. I think that's a, f- a fine film,
1: not a good film. Wonder World is fun and Kevin yes yeah. he was still yeah. making his epics afterwards, so. Yeah. So I don't think after two or three like stinkers um that uh, uh Feige would be out for sure unless no. you know Bob Chapek really does have that knife and he really wants to get Fuggy out. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, I mean, if, I th- yeah, I think I think if he's. If you're right.
2: cash light, if you're cash light like uh, like Warner Brothers uh, has been, that, that's when you start making irrational decisions like that. But uh, Disney isn't cash light. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, not at the moment, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they won't be for a couple of years. Uh, Kazakh says most likely just a power move, but the machine won't change much. It works too well. it. Yeah, so- Okay. you cut your own clip James <laughs> uh, bring up another comment James let's see who else is in the chat um, saying good stuff uh, Raj, Raj says Creative, uh, creativity is not universal you can get better at it but it's not something you can learn the suits need to leave these filmmakers alone and do what they need to do preach <laughs> I think you're completely right and um hopefully it's
2: what they're going to do within reason though i could tell hmm. you within reason because you have to put de- deadlines you have to put budgets on on people even even yeah. george lucas on the first on the original star wars went over budget uh, a little i think like 10 million dollars you know uh, <laughs> a little and, bit <laughs> and and he yeah and he and they pretty much had to tell him, "Hey, if you don't have this done by tomorrow, it's over. The drop in the picture. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, creatives are are will will tweak and dial and work more and change things and re-edit and d- forever. Like as and if you just give them an open open uh, pocketbook and let them do it, they'll do it forever. So you do need to put time uh, restrictions and money restrictions, but." do it within reason Do maybe yeah. bluff, bluff a little bit and say, that's all you're getting. And then let them have a little more and then that's it. You know what I mean? You got to do a little bit of a, just like a parent playing with their, their kids, you know, with the psychology. <coughs> uh, anyway,
0: no, I think you're right. And I think Feige actually does that with his filmmakers. So, cause he's constantly bringing in quite young uh, filmmakers from an independent background And there's obviously, you know, they obviously have to work within a very tight kind of remit. They have a budget that they have to stick to. They have a plan. They have to kind of adhere to the Marvel formula. And um, Kevin Feige is very much, uh, he's probably one of the most invested producers in Hollywood. Uh, So he's very much overseeing everything and making sure that they do stay within those lines. But then they still are able, these filmmakers are still able to put their own spin on things like, you know, look at Thor Ragnarok and look at Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 you can clearly see that the Guardians films are James Gunn movies and Thor Ragnarok
2: is
1: is a Taika Waititi film you know I so met- there is that but I meant to go sorry to go off what you said Clint and you Edward that works <clears throat> that works in that mold when like Feige and and company have that vision that clear mm. follow through plan of where they want to take the marvel cinematic universe <clears throat> but if you're going to take, um, and they kind of applied that to, I think it was Jurassic World, when they bought in, brought in Colin Trevorrow. He had done, like, the, the independent film first. And yeah. And he went on to do Jurassic World. They, they used that mold, too. But it doesn't apply to a lot of other studios that have the formula um, down pat like that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time, they end up suffocating the artistic uh, talent. You get the execs meddling. Like, look what happened with Green Lantern, you know? Or, um, I, there's a bunch of other names I could uh, list off, but um, so you have to if you have a clear vision that works, but if the studios don't, then they're interfering with the artistic vision that the director or the writer or the, the producer, but whoever's um basically bringing it to the table, they're they're suffocating that vision, and then you're gonna end up yeah. with a crappy product. So, yeah. I, I do agree, like, in the certain points when they have it fine-tuned and their vision is clear, then yeah, that works fine. Like, you can do that with with uh, TD and Thor Ragnarok, you know? Like, that's brilliant. Or James Gunn, let him reign free, but he's got to play in the sandbox. Here's the rules. But it doesn't work when you're just either A, starting a franchise, the um, continuing one that didn't have a cl- clear vision. I mean, look at Robocop 2 and 3. Look how that turned out too, right? Or as, you know. So,
2: yeah, I'm going to go so I can play that clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was gonna. I was gonna. I meant to send you. Hey, Robo I, I meant to. I was actually gonna send you the. Uh, you guys, this uh, clip that I saw. It's a. It was a podcast. Kevin Smith, uh, his mm-hmm. pot, fat man uh, podcast that he does. Um, and they interviewed Malcolm Spellman. And it was. Re- mm. Did any of you guys watch that? It was really interesting. No, I didn't
0: watch that. No, he
2: he kind of goes behind the behind the curtain. You get to see you get to see a little bit of Oz, and he describes going in. And this guy he cusses a lot. It seems like he's yeah. pretty laid back, dude. Uh, and he's really cool. He talks all about all about the uh, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show and stuff. But he talks about going into Marvel, and just even describes going into the hallways and that the different rooms. He's been a showrunner. He was a showrunner on. Um, Oh what was that movie um I can't remember what he was the showrunner on but he's uh... I can't think I I'm just having a brain fart but uh but uh he, he's a he's a cool guy and he's a he's a good writer but it was it was a, he said it was a really crazy experience and he talks all about it and he's used to working with other people and stuff and Disney had these execs that are sitting in and normally in most uh, most movie companies you'll have like an exec that oversees uh like 20 movies at one time, you know what I mean? 20, 30 movies at one time. And this, they just have like one or two per show or movie. Mm. And so it's like, It's like this guy is really hyper focused and they really have the whole entire vision like way into the future. We've we've talked about that before, but it's like but this guy overseas and he was kind of worried. He's like, dude, I don't need to. I know how to run a a writing writer's room. I don't need somebody up in my Kool-Aid messing up my messing this up. Great. I want to have these these guys. And then after a while, he said that he realized these guys were actually cool. They could actually hang with any of the writers themselves. They were actually uh, really good. uh, Yes, they're execs, but they are are creative also. And they would if if uh, they had something to say, they would they wouldn't pitch it like in a demanding, you know, boss kind of way. It it just worked really fluid and they worked really well together. And it was almost like he had these execs on the team, the writer's team with him, and it didn't feel like he was getting intruded on by, by management, you know what I mean? And uh, no. it's re- it was really interesting. I'll send you the link uh, so you can watch the interview whenever you get some downtime, but it, it was really interesting. As somebody who always wondered, and there's so much mystery behind Disney and how they, I mean, behind uh, Marvel and how they work, um, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool to hear. Put cook it down!
0: <laughs> I think the uh, the show you were talking about uh, that he was a showrunner of was Empire, wasn't it? Empire. Back, that's exactly uh, yeah, what it was. Empire. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Empire. Yeah. And, and he's he he's a... gonna be, yeah, gone.
2: I was just gonna say he talks a little bit about about what it was like working at Empire and then going mm. to Marvel and how it, what the experience is pretty neat. Go ahead. Very
0: different shows, Empire, yeah, and the <laughs> uh, But he's doing Captain America four. I think is he writing that? I don't know if he's going to be directing it, but I think he's writing Captain America four, Malcolm Spellman uh i mean he seems like a really cool dude uh, i haven't watched i haven't watched that uh that kevin kevin smith episode on is it fat uh Fat Man Beyond, I think that's what he calls it now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: But, yeah. I'll uh, send you. I'll send you a link later. But it's 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 cool. It's just kind of seeing. Uh. It's kind of seeing behind the curtain what's going on yeah. in there. And you know, it made me wonder if he if he revealed things that that you know that the that we're not supposed to know because there's a lot <laughs> of secrecy about. St- I mean, they they'll cast somebody or have somebody do like a a, a an audition or something, and they'll tell them to meet him at some place. Mm. And and uh, I don't I don't even remember who I read that about, but th- yeah, they they showed up somewhere, and then they went to pick up. Like they're kind of like, is this the place? And somebody shows up and said, No, I'm going to take you to the real place. Get in, and they drive them somewhere else. It's like surrounded, shrouded and secrecy. It's, it's
0: like working yeah. for the mafia.
2: Yeah, they put you <laughs> so, put you in the trunk and then just drive you off. You know, it's crazy. Yeah,
0: but that's that's I mean that's what Marvel's all about. They've kind of built this like. Ridiculous level of secrecy, and that's why they don't want to talk to a site like Small Screen. Uh, you know, they, don't, they they don't want anything coming out, and they get very annoyed when anything does. But it's it's just because they want they want fans to have the best possible uh, experience whilst watching these
1: uh, shows. Biagi wants to recreate that moment when he was in the theaters watching Empire Strikes Back, and yeah, Luke's father was revealed to him. He always says yeah. that. That's why the level of secrecy, and that's why they'll never hire Jar Jar Abrams. Because um, he the talks whole too much. Con debacle, the whole con yeah. debacle of Star Trek in the Darkness is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he loves cutting himself off.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he pulls up and he's like, hey, get in the trunk with with, uh, with Bob Chapek and we're going to the real location. <laughs> he's got that knife. <laughs> yeah. F- fight, he's had it. He put Chapek in the trunk. Oh, dear. No, but uh,
0: I mean, ultimately hopefully there'll be a course correction after this because um there was my article i think there was also an article in one of the other trades about this as well uh and uh, you know th- this this is something that's been talked about quite a lot now and um that th- it will it, people will know inside of disney what's going on and they'll know that it needs to change it needs to go back to the way i mean any any transition is going to be difficult but I, I, if chapek does anything he's got to realize that he can't really do it this way. It won't work this way, because the movies and the TV shows—they're not like—they're not theme parks, really. Even though, uh, even though Martin Scorsese says that they are, uh, that you know that they aren't. They are movies. They are. They are. It is a form of art, and uh, you have to let the artists breathe. You have to let the filmmakers do their thing, and uh, you can't put a bloody
2: accountant in charge of that. You just can't. It won't work. So good luck to him, but it won't. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure somebody's put uh, put the the trade magazine on his desk. If he doesn't read the trades, which would be sad if he doesn't, he at least glaze uh, over the trades. But I'm sure Smithers. He's like a uh, Smithers. What is this? You know, and Smithers. Well, Mister. Yeah. Well, Mister. <laughs> JPEG Blah blah blah. <laughs> Your employers aren't happy. It says on paragraph three. And so yeah. So so we. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should we start talking about the big movie that was released today? Oh, wait. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, Bobby says, why not release the movies to theaters? Even though we've already seen them on TV, I'd go and see them.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. May- I mean, which movie? Yeah. Which, which uh the, the movies that were released, the, the Pixar films, probably. I think
1: it's Pixar of. films, probably yeah. like, um I don't know, the ones that didn't get released because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm yeah. pretty sure they will release the Pixar films
1: in cinemas at some point. I think they will do that. But like nobody uh, nobody I would go see in the theater again. Like I mean, yeah, absolutely. just because it's been in not again, but I would go see it in the theater because just because mm. it, it's been released in some areas that have the restrictions off doesn't mean that um, everyone in the world has gotten to see it. So I think that's probably a good idea.
0: Yeah. Know? And and, and I, I don't, don't know. Know. I mean I don't know if you've seen, but uh, cinemas in France reopened uh, two days ago, so on Wednesday, mm. and they had the biggest crowds like go to the cinemas they've had in years. So people people are going to go to the cinemas in their droves when they can. So, and I, and I think it'll go back. It'll go back pretty quickly. I keep on saying this. I think. Uh, the 2020s are going to be a bit like the 1920s in that sense, where it's just going to be all go, go, go. People are going to be partying as much as they can, seeing as many movies as they can, doing as much as they can outdoors and uh, together. I think there's going to be a lot of that. And, and then uh,
1: me that'll just be sitting here editing videos. 20%. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's going to be us doing this. Uh, and, but yeah. And, the,
2: uh, and people, on. in regards to that comment, people are, I mean, uh, uh, they already re-release uh, cartoons all the time disney and stuff they do that all the time they'll just oh we're gonna have 101 dalmatians again you know what i mean so there's no reason yeah. they wouldn't do that that would that would go great kids would love that
0: so i think what we should do now is talk about the big movie release that came out today and that was army of the dead so you saw that a while ago didn't you, you saw yes it in, i uh, saw it a week animal.
2: ago i saw it yes. uh opening night in the theater
0: and what i and and i'm getting we're getting this flashing these are our patreons that are flashing up right now so we've got uh roberta anderson dan zig 1979 the sax god and sean harrigan uh patreons thank you very much and uh if you want to uh, become a patreon member you can uh you can find uh is it patreon.com forward slash small screen co i believe is the link uh james might might uh correct me on that one uh but uh if you can and also if you can like and subscribe i think 30 people are watching now i don't know how many likes right. the video's got uh but there, there you go there's the link on the screen right now and uh yeah and uh james is really starting to piss me off <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> um well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes i must be new to my own show is That what you're saying, um right. let's talk about Army of the Dead. did you like it? Yeah,
2: I did like it. um
0: it... okay, all right, here we go. He likes it. He likes it. He likes everything
2: I like here we go. Clint likes everything, but I'm biased. I don't know if <laughs> I don't remember if I discussed this with you or not. I don't know if I, if I was on the day I think we spoke last time yeah, the we, day... we
0: spoke a bit about it, yeah uh.
2: And had I seen it last time or was, or, or, or no, I was going to see it the night I of. It, to see it. Yeah, yeah, Here's, here's what happened that I didn't know was going to happen. All right. I walk in, I go sit down, movie starts. I'm like, okay. And halfway through the movie, or uh, actually a third of the way to the movie, one of my friends that I grew up with is one of the main people in the movie is a as an actor in the film and really? it, it, yes and like i had no idea i mean i know his parents and his little sister i used to go his mom would kiss me on the cheek i played in a band with his older brother and we were biology partners in high school it's like i've known this guy my whole life and since we we're 15 so i i see i look up and i see raul castillo uh which oh and, yeah and i'm like are you are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I, I was like, okay, and I go, well, I'm gonna have no idea now if this movie's good or not. Like, I'm just gonna have to watch. It completely took me out of the movie. It was still fun because zombies and guns and and crazy action and dollar bills flying through the air is fun. But I'm um, telling James, I have a similar problem when I watch aged uh, Star Wars actors. I can't tell if they're doing a good job or not because I'm so familiar to them that yeah. it's just like I can't even tell if it's good or not. And then I'm like, can we get back to the other characters cuz I can tell if they're doing a good job. It, I don't know, it takes me out of the movie. And so I had a great time and I was really proud of my friend and uh yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a little bit lengthy, but not uh but nothing compared to Justice League. And <laughs> no. uh and so uh, uh it was good. And There was some dramatic moments with uh with uh, uh Dave Bautista and his daughter and stuff that were great oh. and uh, and a bunch of crazy, crazy zombie stuff. Was it rocket science? No. Did they change a little bit of of how zombies work and things like that? Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. And zombie yeah. tigers. Yeah. And a zombie horse. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so anyway, that's that's my my rant. But that that's what happened. My friends in the movie. So I have no idea if it was great or or OK, because I had a great time no matter what. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> None of my friends turned up in the movie. Finn Jones wasn't in the film, so uh, if he'd been in the film, that probably would have done it for me. Like that's probably why I kind of can't dislike uh, <laughs> Iron Fist because <laughs> I'm watching Finn Jones and I know him, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't dislike this movie, <laughs> uh, but, uh, this series. Sorry, but um, one of the things I will say about this is actually I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to because after having watched the first 15 minutes of the film, which were released before. I think I said this on the last stream. I was like, eh, this doesn't look like it's for me. And then after having watched the movie, I was like, actually, I really enjoyed it. But the reasons I really enjoyed it were because I was like, I don't think this is going to reinvent the zombie genre. Like what what Dawn of the Dead did, which was Zack Snyder's previous zombie film, I think it actually really did kind of reinvent the wheel as far as zombie movies are concerned. Because that's the first well maybe 28 days later did, did it before but it was one of the first films where you saw zombies actually be more than just guy, like you know <laughs> dead <laughs> dead people going around going because they were they could actually run and they were actually properly dangerous this kind of this film and i think this is one of the reasons why i liked it just kind of made it that it pushed that boundary even further by basically making zombies white walkers that, that's what they are, like they they, yeah. they they obviously looked at Game of Thrones. I never even thought that, of that. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. We'll, we'll do that <laughs> with our zombies, but just make them scream and like have crazy eyes and have a king. Like he's a zombie king in in, in this, uh, in the uh, Army of the Dead. That's what he is. He has a queen. And, um, I yeah, did. This, I, that,
1: is, that... this is a good question, actually. Are we going full spoilers? It no, just came out today.
0: no 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 no. we're not going for, uh, the, and and uh, the zombie king thing isn't is isn't a spoiler no, it's in the trailer a, so it's in the trailer so and and the zombie queen is in the trailer as well so it, it, it's not it's not a spoiler but what what i what i will we won't go full spoilers um but what i will say is that actually to be honest there's not much you can spoil about this movie <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm well, i still gonna, need to watch the last
2: half hour
1: so i'm
2: gonna be honest spoiler uh, alert People are going to get shot up, and uh, and there's going to be a lot of zombli- zombies, 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 <laughs>
1: zombies.
0: <laughs> but uh, and and yeah, the the tiger was cool. It was it was a cool movie. But what I did, and I said this in the review, it was billed as a zombie heist film. I liked the zombie part of the film. I hated the heist bit of the movie. I thought the heist of the film was bad. Like literally, there's. I mean, I know we're saying no spoilers, but I'll, I'll say this. There's no plan. They have no plan. Some like shady Japanese guy turns up and goes, "This is a building. There's a helicopter on the top of the building. You're gonna have to get in."
2: It was Scorpion.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was yeah, Scorpion. Scorpion
2: tells you to <laughs> go into Vegas. You're going into Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Period. So,
1: what do you, What uh, did you guys think about like the first hour? Like, I agree with the heist, even setting up the heist and assembling the team. Like, I'm a huge Magnificent Seven fan. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've yeah. watched like the, the original with Yul Brenner and, and um and James Coburn. I haven't watched the
0: original. I've just watched a terrible remake. Oh my
1: god, I couldn't even make it through the remake. But like you haven't <laughs> watched, you've gotta watch the original. No, I haven't watched I haven't the
0: watched original. It. I need
1: you to did. watch that. But like um any good heist film, half the fun is is getting the members together and introducing yeah. them in a unique way, in an interesting way that's fun for the audience. And they didn't really do that with Army of the Dead. And I was kind of disappointed because when you think heist film, that's like it's like Rick Sanchez, you son of a bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's that kind of thing. And they didn't do that. And that was the first yeah. hour, you know? I mean, that's why they did that 15-minute opening, the way they did it, because they're like, we'll get some zombie stuff out of the way, and then it's slow moving for the next 50 minutes, right? Yeah. And that's not really a spoiler either. But, yeah, and the Italian job, like Solmac is saying, so Ocean's... Yeah.
2: Ocean's 11. 11,
1: Ocean's 12, 13, so... Like that—that's
2: the thing. you
0: are you you are talking about really good heist movies. There. Like Ocean's Eleven and the Italian Job are two of the best heist movies ever made. The original, like the, 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 the re, no, remake. No, the the original Italian Job and the remake of Ocean's Eleven. The, the original Ocean's Eleven is terrible. Mm. I no, have watched the that. Italian uh,
1: Job is, is better than the the remake. Yes, of
0: the yes. Job. The the Michael Kay version is much better. Yeah, you're only supposed to blow <laughs> the bloody doors off. <laughs> that <was my> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I thought the
1: heist bit of the film
0: was very poor. But even though very I'm
1: comparing poor. them to really good heist films, I mean, that's Heist Film 101, though, right? Yeah. And I understand they were talking to Tignataro Not- uh, Tig through the fence because she's green screened in and everything. But even like that was kind of cool, but there's, it was so rushed. There's no foreshadowing of what the character mm-hmm. was about before. Like in the original Magnificent Seven. You get a glimpse of James Coburn in a gun duel, but he's got a knife. See how fast he is, uh, you know. Steve McQueen and Yul Brenner meet, and they have to escort this body up to boot hill. Uh, you get a taste of the characters before you actually get. They introduce them into the the movie. You know what I mean. So you get a little glimpse yeah. of the background. They didn't really do that. They did that with Dave Batista, which I agree. Someone in the comments said it was his best role. I think his Blade yeah. Runner twenty forty nine role was the that best, best one. There's yeah. a little bit. Um, it was kind of like it was a little bit too much of his acting. And again, I don't want to go into spoils here, but there was this uh, this relationship reveal. And it was just kind of like, oh, really? That it kind came of, out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. there was some subtlety to it and some foreshadowing. You could tell, like, just a tiny bit. But it was just, it, it did disservice to the woman's character. It and did, it, yeah. And it it was did show. Like, i'm sorry to interrupt you man no, it did no, it's, show
2: that it, i'm it gonna did keep sh- going because
1: it's my rant i haven't got applause yet so <laughs> um but they, it did service to her character and his reaction wasn't really well and the timing was just off and it's just and then what happens next just like oh you just did that for that well that's just completely obvious yeah so go ahead clint <laughs> how dare you interrupt me
2: the it no it, it did show uh it did what uh, it did show that it did show that uh, uh, he's oblivious to what's going on. You didn't realize this woman, and and, and you didn't realize why your daughter's mad at you, and you just like oblivious. He's living in his own little yeah, cocoon he, of de- was, de- I, de- I yes. want to make lobster rolls, he did, yeah. He's his oh, own. Tofu.
1: That scene reminded me when I was talking about tofu, was uh, out of, straight out of Forrest Gump,
2: <laughs> you
1: know, talking about all the, the shrimp. But, yeah, yeah no, his, that, that was great character development for him. I agree. You know, yeah. like, that, that that really fleshed out his character. But yeah. the others suffered, um, or that one scene, that one character, she suffered from it. And, yeah, I agree uh, with Tutalini. Tutalini uh, the ladies in the film were excellent. They were really, they were strong. And, um, they yeah, they were just perfect. And you couldn't tell anything about the green screen of, of Tig no, being in she's it. She's brilliant. She's yeah. so good in it. And they inserted her in the film absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: just imagining how different it would have been having Chris De- uh, Dahlia—is that his name—in it. Like that would have been so weird seeing him in that role. I don't even know didn't... who that guy is. Like, he's some—he's some two-bit comedian that's uh, been what's done sex. Uh uh Chris De- Dahlia, i think his what name is, is Oh,
2: yeah. that guy. Yeah, I hope nobody ever he... calls me a two-bit YouTuber. Right. Uh, Clint <laughs> i wonder like, if two he's going to get of this and, like challenging Two
1: bit <laughs> <What>? channel. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, but he like...
0: is—he's he's a two bit comedian. He's—he's like—he's some guy hey, that's turned up in a couple of movies.
1: Comedian life is hard. I mean, the guy's a jerk and a, a sexist asshole, but yeah. Um, g- comedian life is hard. Don't 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 ever call a comedian two bit comedian.
0: So. <laughs> oh, I, I think I touched the nerve
1: there. <laughs> I'm that's, sorry, James. My Dad's a stand up comedian. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. It's uh, and uh, Reese says continue, I though. loved it. A thousand yeah. comedians out of work and you're trying to be one. That was a golden nugget of my childhood.
0: Uh, Reese says, I laughed at easy peasy Japanesey. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I don't know why. I just didn't think. I thought I thought Tig's reaction was quite funny to it, but that was about yeah. it. Yeah. And um, one, one, one of the things, d- I, I said in my review, I gave it actually a quite positive review because I was like, at the end of it, I was like, I was entertained for two hours that, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was like the, there has, there's no real plot. Uh, nothing really happens in, in the film. Like really? Like it's, there's no big twists or anything like that. Or there's no real heist, even though it was said it was a heist movie. Um There's some, honestly, the most irritating character to me was the German guy. Like really? I, I thought he was insanely irritating, like just screaming the whole time. And then being like, I can't shoot. And then all oh, somehow is like a perfect shot. Like, I'm sorry, but that's difficult. That's not, that's well, not
1: the was... zombie film. The suspension of disbelief, especially. Yeah. Like, that's
2: why it's fun. Like that's clerk. why it's funny. Yeah. He's like, Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really sit well with me. I don't know why, I but I loved
1: comic relief. Like he did. Yeah. He did His character was like fleshed out and yeah, yeah, it was a cartoon, but it was, it was really good. Um, mm. it, it, I liked him. I... Yeah. So we disagree I mean, with
0: the I, well, that's fine, and that, that everyone can disagree with me. That is absolutely fine. But what, <laughs> what I what I will say is that I I th- I honestly thought that um, that this was one of um, what's his face, Dave Bautista's best roles. He's a really good actor, just in general. He's a really really good actor, and this you can tell. He's not just a meathead; he's mm. so much more. And he has that physicality as well. And you believe that this guy can go into Las Vegas and kill a bunch of zombies pretty easily. And he, he does. There's some, there is a bit of slow-mo in it. And in Zack Snyder films, there always will be slow-mo, <laughs> yeah. even though he claims he doesn't like slow-mo that much, which is quite weird when he said that. But, um, but uh, I really... was cool. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I really did. I really did like it, and um, and I was just a bit disappointed by the heist aspect of the movie, and um, and I like the White Walker zombies.
1: But you didn't think the first half was like slow at all? It was. It was slow.
0: Yeah. It was because that was the heist part of the film, really, mm. it, and and I expected it to be a bit quicker pace, like the way Ocean's Eleven is. You know, when they where, it's when it's they're, still they're from they, they, make 11, Yeah. Or make uh, yeah and they really did that bit of the film really quickly mm-hmm. like and you, and he was just like you can have 2 million dollars you can have 500,000 dollars you can have 20 grand <laughs> and that's like of course they're going to know like so, so it's getting 2 million for riding a helicopter <laughs> i was just a bit like all right you, you you're a bit weird with the way you you split the money up yeah. <laughs> but never mind well everything
1: seemed to move really fast um, even the like they built up the whole safe Thing and mm. then that just went by like super fast too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I expected more of like a longer uh, montage about that and maybe some yeah. inside shots of the tumblers of the safe, like they usually do. Like, yeah, like Fight Club styles. So,
0: or even a cleverer way they could get past zombies rather mm. than don't shine the light in their eyes, which they did right which they did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did anyway. Uh, and you know, that th- I suppose there is one twist in it that we won't talk about. But uh, honestly. The, the, the film the film could have been better, probably should have been better really, but I did enjoy it so I, I, and I'm, I was honest with it I, after I, 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 I did like sit around for quite a while before writing the review thinking did I what what did I really think of this film and uh, and in the end I thought it was it was fine and that's what a seven out of ten for me is a fine movie. it's not brilliant, it's not terrible, it's fine and uh, sassafras says the
2: movie was trashed yeah well that's
1: I, sassafras for you
2: i gave i gave special uh honors to uh samantha Wynn who uh, her character is a badass in that she's she's uh she's the one that's got the the bandana and she just mm. goes scorched earth on a bunch of zombies she's bad super badass yeah i want
1: uh, to when that scene happened clint i wanted to know more about her background yeah me too you know, because you think she's just some street punk and then the way that fight scene went <laughs> i'm like he, I said to like, she's oh, bad. bad. Like she's I, got some training.
2: I would like yeah. to see a spin-off movie with my friend Raúl Castillo and her because they were they were uh, they were teamed up. So uh, I'd mm-hmm. like to see. Like, can we get that, Zach? Can, can you make can that I happen? Talk ab-
0: <laughs> can I talk a bit about his character? Yeah, talk about it. They literally found him on YouTube, right? Him?
1: The no. Yeah. The, yeah. Th- yeah. His she, character, Guzmán. That 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 yes. was your friend's. Role, oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they found him on YouTube, yeah. But,
0: and all he was doing on YouTube was shooting zombies in the head. <laughs> yeah. So that's so he a was... real low bar to be
1: part of this team. <laughs> <I be> honest?
2: <laughs> you need somebody that's willing to do anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought like, why wouldn't he be arrested? You know? Yeah. Like it's he's like... going into the quarantine past the quarantine zone. So <laughs> What did you but, think I mean, of the editing in that film. YouTube video? Yeah. <laughs> James, yeah. did, you, did, you, did you look at it at that. all? I was like, they even did the skull graphic. It was like, <laughs> kill shot, kill shot. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. That's the uh, exact thought... slider <laughs> of uh, these YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah.
0: But what, one thing I will say is that the, the film looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the music wasn't too off-putting. Like often with Zack Snyder films, I do find his use of music to be a bit off-putting. I thought it was fine here. Uh, the use of "Zombie" at the end is a bit a bit on the nose. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> like the cranberries. I, but I, I love the I love the song. So. Again,
1: I fell asleep, so I still have half an hour to watch. Ah, okay. I was gonna do it before I edited Clint's Army of the Dead review, but I just got I had a call with a a secret person, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll announce next week with the other announcement too. Um, <laughs> what's up, so many Cisco? Pieces. Thanks for joining.
0: Yeah, and there is trouble in paradise at Disney. So, what what I think we should do now is uh, is maybe wrap up the show. Yeah, I I wanted to say real quick. Oh, go well, on, Clint. Sorry.
2: <laughs> that uh, I was thinking about it, and I said this is a Netflix film. Yes, yes, mm. yes. it was in theaters, but it was a Netflix film. How much depth do you get in most Netflix films? Like, you, There's little gems here and there, but if mm. it's an action movie on Netflix, it's just eye candy and entertainment,
0: typically. Do you remember, do you remember Bright? Okay, <laughs> so, I I but, uh, okay, I will say, again, this film is a lot better than Bright. I'm sorry for David Ayer fans, but this film is in a different league to Bright. I thought Bright was pretty it's, bad.
1: I, I enjoyed Army of the Dead that was yeah I thought the first half was a bit slow. and because I love Heist film so much, they could have done yeah. the, the uh, um, assembling the team better. but mm. um, and then the next hour, I, I was just tired, so I did have to have a nap. but I was like so I, I enjoyed it. I just wanted to pick up the pace a bit more. but like yeah. you were saying like I sent you a message really about how they they, like you said, expanded the zombies things to a tribe and there's a hierarchy to it, the alphas, I really enjoy that stuff. Especially throwing a little bit of Mad Max or some like 300 homages with the yeah. cape and the, and the helmet. Like that was really good. So, and there was and the I, characters are all badass, man. Like they're all, yeah. It's like, yeah, um, the one guy with the big miter, miter hand. Yeah. He was, he was going to go and he, she tried to take on the alpha by himself and just the whole startup.
0: It, isn't that, isn't that a bit Left for Dead? Is that taken straight from Left for Dead? I, I think it might be.
1: No. The whole saw thing, right? No? Isn't it? That'd that literally be from Army of Darkness. So. Okay. All right. Fine. Fair like, enough. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I
0: think Clint, you definitely had a point about uh, Netflix action films. I'm thinking about them now. They're all the same. It's like uh, the, the old guard is like that as well. Extinction is kind of like that. Bright is like that.
2: The uh, uh, Helmsworth. Uh, what's that? Where is the, the army? a uh, military extinction, guy. Uh, uh,
0: extinction. Extraction. Sorry. Extraction.
1: Not there you go. Yeah. Extraction. Yeah. That's
2: another
0: um, one I need to finish. Yeah, Extra- I actually really enjoyed
2: Extraction. It's good. <laughs> it's good. In, yeah, it's good and entertaining all the way through. It's just like it, it, it's not going to win any awards, but it was mm-hmm. fun, and it's that's no- you know, as that, not as like- action
0: movies go, I would say Extraction is one of the like the better ones that Netflix has done. I but think it's, it's probably the than best. John Wick. No, okay. because John Wick is the pinnacle. I would say John Wick, and then recently Nobody. If you haven't seen yes. Nobody, that is yes. bloody incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that film that nobody is so good. Uh, But I, I would definitely say that I would say that army of the army of the dead is in the top tier kind of Netflix action films. Like as they go, I think it's definitely better than bright. I know people in the comments are saying bright was better, but no, it's not bright. Bright is not a good movie. Mm. Uh And um then you've got uh, extraction. Um I, I would put army of the dead above the old guard. I didn't think the old guard was particularly good. But uh, there are elements of The Odd God that I liked, but I thought it was quite boring. I, I think there's, there's, there's scope for more as well. If you watch until the end of the film, there's a bit of a tease for a sequel. Uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure they're going to make that as soon as possible because this film, I think, is tracking very, very well. So I think it's, it's going to do really well for Netflix.
1: Where, um, yeah. where would you guys rank this zombie film in your like in between on your zombie list? Oh. Because last week we did our favorite zombie Yeah. Film. So, like, where would you put this?
0: Mm, and I'd then put...
1: Miguel says he thinks Zach did a great job with what he had. Look, Zach did a yeah. fantastic job. We're not knocking oh, the yeah. directing. But it is it is a zombie film. Um, But there were some things that could have been better with the heist and yeah. uh, some of the pacing. But, I mean, Zach can take a shot of someone pushing a button and make it look gorgeous. And he does yeah. it in this film. You know, he yeah. got a soft focus all around it. And it's... He's he's a brilliant filmmaker. I've never knocked that at all. He, just... he,
0: his films look incredible. Yeah. I, I just think where his films uh, suffer a bit is when unfortunately it's when he writes them. I think that that I, he he's mm-hmm. not like the interesting thing is Dawn of the Dead, which I still think is one of his best films. Like I rewatched it the other day. It's so good. That was written by James Gunn. Yeah. So, you know, and and, and I really do think. If Zack Snyder, sometimes Zack Snyder gets a bit too, he, he gets a bit too kind of autory with his own movies, he he tries to do a bit too much. And sometimes his plots do suffer. And I, and I do think that his plot, his movies look incredible, but sometimes the plots of them do suffer a bit. Um, maybe I mean the. I think the plot of Justice League was probably one of the best plotted movies he's ever done, and that was four hours long. So yeah. <laughs> maybe he
1: just needs four hours. One of the interesting th- things he said in that Vanity Fair interview, where he tracked his career, he yeah. said how Sucker Punch, everyone thought that he was um, uh, glamorizing all the women and, and yes. the stereotypes and stuff, but it was more of a, a commentary on it. So yeah. I think like down the line, like the more as you more dissect his films that you understand like what's misunderstood or what he mm-hmm. was actually going for, you know, because in the current climate, when it's released, sometimes it always doesn't hit the mark. Maybe it's a bit f- too far ahead. Right. Yeah. So, oh, we I got it. Danzig's in the house. Danzig. Uh, you know what? You what's can request Danzig? your clip because we're just going to wrap up in a little bit. Request your clip. I'll put it up. And Fatal J, Jay. Fatal J's in the house. I haven't seen him in a bit.
0: Yeah. Hello, Fatal. So I just like calling it fatal. <laughs> there it is.
1: What's up, fatal Jay?
2: I just saw something the other day that that uh the Warner Brothers uh denied uh, Zack Snyder another 300 that he had written yes. that he yeah, pitched. Yeah. Is, is yeah. That, that was, was true. He,
0: he pitched he pitched a third three hundred movie and they, they turned him down. Uh they turned him down for everything. They're <laughs> <And> just like <laughs> Zach, no. <laughs> Sorry, can whatever go, you have. No.
2: Can I go to the restroom? No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> just sit it's, just, there. <laughs> it's like we should do a sketch. Like the, the Warner Brothers executives, Zach comes into the room, they're just like, fuck off, Zach. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, okay. And he just like leaves like the China-based Atom movie, like the, the pitch <laughs> on the table. <laughs> and they're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and then everyone's like, actually, you should have done this.
1: <laughs>
0: it's oh, like wow. Oh, man. And and one of I mean Army of Darkness, sorry, not Army of Darkness Army of the Dead, was something he originally pitched to Warner Brothers years ago. And they just he pitched out. it in 2007 to Warner Brothers, and they turned it down. And even that, I mean, I'm pretty sure if this had come out in cinemas, this would have been a big hit. Like I really do think it would have been a big hit. Like it, it might not have had, it hasn't had the best reviews in the world, uh, but it's doing really well for 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 Netflix, like really well.
1: And yeah. fucking Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How yeah. likely do you think that Zaslav? Sorry, Clint, you go first.
2: I was just going to say years ago. It absolutely, like the zombie craze has kind of kind of died down until now. But it's like it. Like if you'd have if you'd done that a <laughs> handful of years ago, it would have been huge.
0: Yeah, I think that was so. all. Yeah.
2: Zaslav. What? what now?
0: <laughs> so that you say his name Zaslav. Zaslav. There you go, Clint. My bad. <laughs> uh, Raj says, how likely do you think that Zazlaf will bring uh, Snyder back now that he's done with the, uh, that he's, sorry, that bring Snyder back now with Discovery Warner Media merger? Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, who
1: knows? It's it <laughs> like, oh, damn, we're talking about it's... Snyder WB again. It's we wishful... said everything I... we had to say with the history of the Snyderverse video. And then we had to do this merger with at and
2: I think it's I really think it's wishful thinking it's going to take a long time for all of the all of everybody to settle in their place and everything and I think by then uh, it won't matter you know i mean like zach will be off doing other things he'd and this guy's supposed to be uh patching up relationships this is the probably the press their their spit their media spin to repair uh, uh warner brothers reputation of pissing off all the all the creators is that david zaslov is is a creator friendly and he's gonna fix everything with all of the creators this this is a this isn't I'm pretty sure this is a a manufactured thing. It doesn't mean it's not true, but the reason you're hearing about it is because they want to fix the reputation of Warner Mm -hmm. brothers. So uh, whether, whether he's going to play golf with Zack Snyder or not, that remains to be seen. But you know, a lot of these people are like, screw it. There's a bunch of other movie people in town. We don't need to mess with that. And uh, pretty much everything I see with Zack.
1: But you think that story is being fed is by the discovery people, right? Like if it is, it's being fed by the Discovery people to help the WB, not WB themselves doing it. Yeah, no,
2: WB is not is 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 not a thing anymore. It's yeah. it's owned by Discovery. Well, that's, they're like that's we, what I mean by like yeah, people of the old so, regime. They're just so, either,
1: if they are doing it, they're just like latching onto that bandwagon of
2: oh yeah, this is a good it, idea. Exactly. I, I bought this company and now I need to make this company that has a crappy reputation look good. How do I do this? Well, first thing I want to do is let everybody know that I'm not Bob Chapek. I'm here to have uh, uh, easy, uh, good relationships with, with my creators. So if you're working yeah. with me, we're going to have a good time. You can ask any of my uh, uh, of my reality TV guys. I uh, I make it easy for them. If they come up with ideas, I, I fund stuff. I make it easy. That's, that's how you make your company look good. And that's what they're doing with this right now so
0: yeah yeah the, <laughs> la- the, la- the latest kind of rumor this comes from the new york post i think it is which apparently is trash uh anyway uh that the apparently they're looking at ex-tiktok uh, ceo kevin Mayer, yeah to about the streaming service so whatever this streaming service is going to be this um new warner media slash discovery merger we're going to have another bloody streaming
2: service <laughs> so Was it's it- going to be another one they need to find an Alan Horn that can supervise everything and be and be good, you know, uh, good for the creators and good for everything.
0: And and uh, this, I mean, this guy Kevin Mayer was at Disney before, so he he actually uh, helped launch. I think he was in charge of Disney Plus, and then he ended up leaving oh. to go to to go to TikTok, and then Trump got all angry with TikTok, so then he left after three months. <laughs> so oh. yeah, TikTok Max. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> be TikTok Max is the new name. That'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is for Dan's... Call
0: it Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> and I
0: think I think we'll wrap it up there on that cool. on that note. Yeah. Thank you, Clint. Where can we find you, Clint?
2: You can find me uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter. I'm the OG Clint Baker on Twitter. Um, And uh if you go to YouTube.com/slash. Clint Baker channel. You can find my YouTube channel. I'm uh, actually about about to put a, a video up here in a, in an hour or so uh on a review on those who want me uh, who want me dead with Angelina Jolie. I saw that Ooh. recently. I was going to do a Dead versus Dead where I I say hey, should should you watch uh, Army of the Dead or or this one and, uh, uh, and I I decided not to do that. I said which I which,
0: one, which, which one should
1: you watch? The,
2: they're both good. Uh, if uh, you gotta, you gotta away. go to you my. Gotta put the video out, man. Yeah, you gotta go to my. Uh, you gotta go totally to my. Said, yeah. Yeah, he said he's, was, not, he's. He said he's not gonna put it out. No, no, well, I'm just, not doing a versus If If I was gonna do a verses, I would say go watch Army what, of the Dead for sure. That's what I was for asking. Sure. Yeah, if you got two movies with dead in it that are in the theaters. Should you watch them in the theater? Should you watch them at home? Because you can wa- you can do both.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Clint You're never going to be able to do that that because you're just going to be like, I like both
2: these films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both were fantastic. Well, there's a there's a good cast in uh, in in those who want me dead, and uh, and if you want to know more about that, you need to go who watch my dead? video. What's that? Huh? Who wants you dead? Uh, Those who want me dead. Uh, Army of those who want me dead.
1: (laughs) Where
0: can we we find you, James?
1: Oh, at 42CutCom and at Small Screen Co.
0: Woo! Brilliant. You have to forgive me,
1: Edward. Like, I'm seriously multitasking here. So if I ever get something wrong, then just. (laughs) I
0: just just loved that reaction from Clint when I was like, which one would you choose? Because (laughs) I like both of them. That's just like <laughs> that is such a Clint answer. It's yeah. like I'm gonna start doing these like versus videos, and then at the end of them, I'm just gonna be like, they're both great. Go see them both. So what's the point? <laughs> well, the, you the, turned the, into what's a little like... bit of a
1: Jewish New Yorker there. Yeah.
0: yeah. The... Oh, I, I, I can't, who's, these... who's who's that guy that has that kind of voice like that? You know that there's that well, he's quite famous. He he's he does those. um
2: oh, What's are his name? About, are you talking about Gilbert Gottfried? Gilbert
0: Godfrey. Yeah, he go like talk like that.
2: Bungie jumping. Yeah. Like Gilbert's Godfrey <laughs> doing, uh, Gilbert Godfrey doing Gilbert Godfrey doing smashing pumpkins is despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Yeah, it's good good stuff. Um, I was
1: thinking more Rodney Dangerfield.
2: Hey, I get no respect. <laughs>
0: yeah, Alan, I, I, but... Al Pacino is more hooah. That's mm-hmm. Al Pacino. There you go.
2: While I'm giving while I'm giving my buddy Raúl Castillo a plug. Who was in who was in that movie uh the next day i went to go see wrath of man a guy ritchie film with jason statham and yeah. he's in that film too so i'm i'm wow. uh stoked that my buddies in two in, in two weeks came out in uh two huge movies so he has uh, he has great hair as well doesn't he yeah he does peter <laughs> liked his hair a lot <laughs> yeah. cool i do right. you
1: say dieter was a great character
2: yeah That's i liked fun. him i thought he was cool yeah.
0: <laughs> team dieter <laughs>
1: and where can we find you edward nowhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find me at ej lauder and at small screen co actually i think i'm banned now from small screen co so you can't find me there anymore <laughs> hashtag- and
1: <laughs> thank you to bobby danzig 1979 the sax god and sean harrigan i can't roll the r's like edward
2: hashtag restore the Deterverse. let's just end the show let's just
0: end the show Smash that like button. Smash that fucking light button. You do that now.
1: Okay, I just Cheers. need to get this comment off. All right. <laughs> All right.
0: this, is, this is behind the scenes now.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. It's the best.
0: Where are we here? Come on, James.
1: Mwah.